What's up, listeners? Rabbit cult following. You are tuned in to Chappy Days once again. These days are owls. Back in the saddle. Kicking it old school. Other, I don't know, expressions. Uh, yeah, we got a cool episode coming up. I uh, don't have much to say specifically in the cold open here. So I'm just going to like let it go to the theme song. I mean, uh, yeah, welcome. Thanks for listening. Episode four. Let's do it. Chappy days. Job's a joke. You love life's D-O-A. Wanna go with hell on the know your name. Take good, take bad. It's all the same. So play the music. Like the lights, it's Chappy days. Wonder what's What's up? Welcome back from the theme song to the rest of the show. This is the fourth episode. If you've heard the rest of them, you're probably familiar with this bit where I just kind of do two welcomes, and that's how that works. Uh, if this is your first episode, hey, welcome. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for tuning in. This is my show where I kind of just do whatever I'm feeling like doing, which is sometimes good and sometimes terrible. Um, Never great, but... Just kidding, it's always great. This is the best show that you listen to, I think, probably. It's probably the greatest podcast ever put to the pods. Um, it's just an outlet for me, guys. You know, it's, uh, I don't know if you remember a couple weeks back on Twin Peaks, I think it was episode nine of this return, there's that one shot where it's like Cooper's eyeline, or uh, Dougie's eyeline, light spoiler alert, guys, he's staring at an American flag for like five minutes. And then it pans over across the wall, and then it lingers back on an outlet on the wall. That's what this show is. It's an outlet on the wall in a police station in Nevada. Is that where they are? Yeah, so that's pretty much what we're at, where we're at, what we're at. Yeah, this is what it's at, guys. Um, We are doing this show. We are exploring the cosmos through the interdimensional landline, which I acquired through an elaborate at NASA. NASA. Nasty NASA. Uh, nasty NASA in your area, about to cause mass hysteria. Um, but yeah, no, we're exploring the cosmos, all the cosmos. Cosmo Kramer, Cosmo the dude that owns the factory, from the title of that CCR album. Um, and we're doing it all with the help of this interdimensional landline, which... Uh, is a very advanced piece of technology, which we're just kind of beginning to develop and understand the full potentials of. Uh, I still haven't figured out how to place calls on it, nor have I figured out what the number is here, but I still get regular calls from people all over the cosmos, mostly dudes who sound like me in a weird way. Um, And, uh, yeah, so I mean, probably pretty homogenous if we're coming down to it, but... uh, would love to get some diversity up in here. <laughs> Sincerely trying. Um, but hey, we are rocking and we're rolling. And we're hoping to get a call. This is the thing that I do. I kind of stall. Because, of course, we're we're kind of operating the show on the basis that someone will call. Uh, which is no guarantee. And see, I'd love a call to come in right now. 
but there isn't one, so I have to kind of stall and delay a little bit and wait for a phone call. It's like waiting for the phone to ring, you know? It's like a like a bye-bye birdie kind of thing, you know? It's just like sitting around uh, waiting for someone to tell me about Hugo and Kim, you know? Um, ask me what the story is, Morning Glory, you know? Uh, what the tale is, Nightingale, you know? Like, it's, it's someone to call me a bird and ask me uh, for information on people, mutual friends, you know, gossip. But no one's been doing that, so I'm just kind of waiting by and talking nonsense, trying to do free associate, um, you know, words with other words and established fictional properties, and the phone is ringing. This is excellent. You guys are in luck. We've got a phone call. It's going to be a good one. I'm going to pick it up. Wait for one more ring so I don't seem overeager, and hello, you're on Chappy Days. What's going on? What can I do for you? What did you say? This was Chappy Days? What, what is, what's going on? Yeah, this is uh, Chappy Days. These days are else. I'm uh, taking calls to the interdimensional oh. landline and basically doing whatever I feel like. I, I don't know what that is. I, I was under the impression that I was calling Dial-A-Joke. Dial-A-Joke. Um, yeah, I, this must be the wrong number. I could maybe oh, tell you a joke. I don't know that many. It's, no, it's, ones. it's okay. It's, I, I, you don't have to do that. I'm sorry. I'll... I'll I must have, re- have relooked the no, number it, off hey, the album no. or whatever. And I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm sorry to waste your time. No, you're not. You're not wasting my time at all. This, that's what that's what my show is. I'm actually very happy to have you on. I can tell you. Um, okay. uh, well, uh, here's an interesting thing. I was I heard uh, Norm Macdonald say this recently. It was like, oh, like uh, that the first joke you ever hear, right? What is what is that? What's the first joke you ever heard? Um. Uh, so, a rabbi, a priest, and a... No, 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 no. Um, so, like, the first joke most people hear is, uh, why did the chicken cross the road? Was there a uh, sketchy rooster on her side of the road that she was trying to avoid? No, see, now I think you might be trying to have fun with me, and I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, the, but to get to the other side, right? And so that, the, that first joke that we hear is what most of us think of that defines our understanding of a joke. And what Norm was saying was that, like, that's an anti-joke, right? So the first joke you hear... There's nothing inherently funny about it without the context of knowing how jokes work and all that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, yeah, no, that is interesting. That's, uh, if, right? I, you know, if I wanted to hear Norm MacDonald's thoughts, I'd, you know, listen to his podcast or watch his, his podcast? Netflix special or something. Yeah, oh, I loved his Netflix special, Hitler's Dog, right? The most recent one. I thought it was pretty great. Good stuff. Um, yeah. So what do you, what do you do? Uh, are you trying to crowd work me, bro? crowd work you i yeah no i'm just i'm just curious what's your are you a comedian i'm uh, just messing with you yeah no i'm uh i'm actually a personal trainer oh wow that's cool how's how how was that how are you how do you enjoy that it's pretty good it's it's tough work you know i'm uh I'm, I'm trying to get my training routine down you know um sure i keep kind of modifying it and improving it and i think i finally i think i finally worked out all the kinks oh good you know, Ray Davies, Dave Davies, all the living members of the British Invasion rock group, the Kinks. <laughs> okay, now that that was that was a joke. Is that no. that you were trying to call in? Oh no! Dial a joke and tell them a joke. Is that the idea here? No, no, no. I literally I, I had a personal training session with every living member of the rock group, the Kinks. <laughs> you know, Mick Avery came in and we did a, we worked on some core strength. Yeah. Ian Gibbons Drummer. did a I've done a couple sessions with Ian. You know. Uh, Kind of, kind of uh, finger strength a lot for his keyboard playing. Right, of course. And uh, my longest running client is Andy Pyle, you know, who played bass on uh, Misfits. And uh, Sleepwalker, the Kinks' most average, unremarkable album. <laughs> That's right. 
Okay, so you actually do know what you're talking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, of course, I am joking. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm something of a comedian. Uh, I consider myself a cult comedian. Oh yeah. So what are what other what other kind of what kind of bits do you do? Uh, so you know, so I'm a cult comedian. So it's a lot of like love removal machine. What's <laughs> up with that? If I wanted love removed, why would I need a machine? I have my own self-destructive tendencies, and. Uh, you know, uh, she sells sanctuary. How much for? Where Where is it at? What's the What's the walk score? <laughs> walk score. Stuff like that. The you know related to the the to British the, rock group, the, the rock cult, group, the cult. Yeah, exactly. Mainly. Yeah, Ian Asbury, uh, Asbury Park. Greetings from Astbury Park, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that could I mean, be that's kind of kind of sometimes. That's not really so much a joke because it is just kind of word wordplay in a vacuum yeah but like hey impressive man it's cool it's cool that you're a music fan as well yeah i do mostly like music-based comedy that's really cool and i'm sure when you say that people are like oh you do like musical comedy like flight of the concords or uh, you know some of those other guys weird al yeah no it's uh i hate when people bring up weird al i'm like always just like you know just just eat it man (laughs) that one's not super workshop but i think it's kind of amusing yeah it's a pretty bad joke but uh I, the situation presented itself, and you seized it. Yeah. Kind of like my Asbury Park thing. Yeah. Um, that's good. But yeah, hey, that's cool, man. Any other bits you would mind doing on my show? This is you're on a podcast, by the way. I'm sure this is very oh, okay. comfortable situation for you, uh, an established uh, comedian, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know I was calling into a podcast. I was just trying to call into dial a joke and tell them a joke. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much material I want to do. I'm trying to build up a set. I'm not that established a comedian. I'm just trying to build up like a really strong five minute set and then take it to open mics. I don't want to like give it all away for free. Right. So like I haven't been tweeting or anything, just been like working on a notebook, trying to build up some stuff. Sure. No, I get that. That's respectable. It's, it's tough to break in, but I mean, it sounds like you got some great material, man. You could probably, Uh, thanks. I'm sure you could do some open mics and stuff. Have you been going out doing doing some here and there? It's tough because I'm, uh, I'm actually, I'm, Calling right now from a satellite that's uh, making its way towards Mars. I'm gonna enter Mars's oh, orbit in okay. a few uh, years, yeah. and uh, so I'm just try- I'm gonna uh, maybe when I land there, I'll kind of see what the comedy scene's like and whatever. Right. Um, the Martian comedy scene. Yeah, I I keep forgetting that this is an interdimensional landline, and I assumed you were just like in like Portland or something. Um, but yeah. hey, I mean that's cool. So you're just working on observational stuff based on what do you got an ipod up there yeah they sent me up here uh i was just a little baby and they sent okay. me just with an ipod that was stocked by someone at nasa's like uh nephew who was like uh you know a cool college kid right and so it's all just like this kind of uh i don't know a lot of old classic rock kind of stuff classic rock cool and so some, like the kinks uh, and the cult and stuff. stuff as well modern alternative stuff so like what how do you have any modern alternative uh, jokes i i mean those who can't do teach yep those who can't husker do sugar <laughs> and those who can't do anything bob mold band <laughs> and those who can't bob mold band ended up at woody allen school yeah that's that's a solid solid joke it's not that Modern. I mean, I'm sure. I guess they. That was probably yeah, modern mean, when they sent you up. It was modern. I don't know when the first Bob Mold yeah. band record came out. I'll have to look that up. 
Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if they ever put out an album under that name. I think that's just what they call the band when they go on tour to support one of his solo records. Uh, okay, but, yeah, that um, makes sense. That's neither here nor there. Um, but hey, yeah, it's cool to be on a podcast and kind of get my stuff out there. Yeah, nice to hear you um, get it. You enthused can follow me on Twitter. At okay. Uh, hello. Do we lose you, dude? Hell, I never even caught his name. Cult comedian guy. Oh, well, must have lost the signal. Must have gone behind the moon or something. Um, well, whatever. Moving right along. Moving right along. Moving right along. Sorry about that, folks. I think a uh, stuttering cow just got into the studio. I think I ushered him out, though. Should be fine. I put him at the top of a staircase. I don't think cows can go downstairs. So, yeah. Let's see. Here we are, moving right along, as I mentioned. Um, we're going to hang out here and see what happens, see if we get another phone call. Hopefully, we'll get another phone call. Maybe we can fit on a couple more, looking at the timestamp. We got some time. Still pretty early days. That first call was pretty quick. It's a bummer we lost him. Must have been behind the moon. Bummer I didn't get to tell him my favorite music joke that I've written. Um, it's like, you know, you got to establish that you got to say something edgy. And then you're like, man, I'm really edgy. Um, I'm so edgy that I was, you know, uh, born in England in um, 1961 on August 8th. And uh, my name is Dave Evans and I, was, uh, I moved to Ireland not too much later, around like 1962-ish, and then, uh, yeah, moved right into Dublin, and uh, had this cool thing where I had like a Welsh accent at home and an Irish accent out in the streets to be accepted and to be understood, um, and then, uh, you know, I uh, answered an ad um, for uh, a band, someone wanted to start a band, and uh, so I joined this band. Uh, my brother joined for a little while too, but then he went on to start the Virgin Prunes, who were like pretty underrated and a pretty great band if you were looking to check out some cool Irish music. But uh, yeah, the band that I started with my buddy uh, Larry and uh, Adam and um, Paul, aka Bono, oh, we went on to you know be a very successful rock group and tour the world many times over. Some of the highest grossing tours in history. Um, I'm so edgy that I'm the edge is the, is the joke there. I would love to get some notes on that from that cult comedian. See what he thinks of that. Um, but yeah, he's gone. There's no talking to him anymore. Huge bummer. Um, hey, oh yeah, I got another one too. Um, uh, what did Dave Evans' wife say to the guy who was hitting on her at the pub? Oh, no answer, you don't know. Um, she, she said, uh, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> and that's another great joke. Um, and this is the kind of quality that you can get on the show. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you're very thankful that you've tuned in at this point. And I'd like to say uh, you're welcome. 
um, for the for the content. And uh, yeah, waiting for the phone to ring. Let's see. Hopefully, we'll get another phone call. But I don't know if it seems like it's ringing. Maybe I'll put a song in here or something to while away the time.
all right, cool, we're back. Um, yeah, I think I did decide to put in a song there. I haven't done it yet, but I have recorded a song, which I've been thinking I'll put in there. So hopefully you just listened to a song, and hopefully you kind of enjoyed it. And uh, you probably thought it was weird that I put it in there, because it's not particularly funny or good. But um, just like I said before at the top of the show, this is an outlet, you know? It's like uh, like the electrical outlet in that episode of Twin Peaks. We've discussed this. You guys know what's going on. I'm just kind of throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you're still listening. What are you doing? I'm uh, just kidding. You've made excellent decisions. You're soldiering on with the jabby days. Um, still no calls. As of yet, but I mean, now that that red light's a blinking, or it's just on, or there's no red light, but uh, the the record button, the red circle, is um, uh, you know, pressed and illuminated. Um, and we're recording, so hopefully, if a call comes in right now, we will be able to get it on the show, and that'll be good, and it'll be entertainment, and you will be entertained. And it's going to be fun. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing the stall thing again because I I don't have a call. Again, this is totally out of my control. Um, it's not like I'm just recording two voices. I'm actually getting phone calls, guys. I mean, let's be real. Um, if I could just record both sides of the conversation, I would. I mean, it would be so much easier. Or maybe more difficult. I don't know. I haven't even really thought about the logistics of that. I guess I would have to do two separate tracks and just stop after, like, every other sentence. I could just do one all the way through, but then it wouldn't sound supernatural. It's got to be one voice responding to the other, so there's got to be separate tracks. It sounds kind of involved. I, I'm glad I don't do that. Um, but yeah, still stalling. And uh, was there anything else I wanted to talk about? I can't really think of anything. I mentioned Twin Peaks at this top. Twin Peaks has been good. You guys have been watching Twin Peaks? It's been good. Um, Game of Thrones is back, but like I'm, it's, it pales in comparison to Twin Peaks. Um, hot take. Twin Peaks is better than Game of Thrones now. And always has been? I don't know. I'm not super sure about that opinion, but I'm going to state it on the, on the podcast and thus start a bunch of controversy. And, uh, yeah, you guys are going to be going crazy in the comments section, right? You're going to be sending me mad tweets being like, yo, Game of Thrones is way better. I'm going to be like, you've been watching Twin Peaks? And you're going to be like, I don't know. No. Maybe? Should I be? Yes? Maybe some of you are, and you think Game of Thrones is better? Yeah, hit me up. I don't know. We'll, we'll discuss it. I'm down to argue. Um, <laughs> Game of Thrones is just moving around so quick now, right? They're like... I think they've invented airplanes. Um, because the whole there used to be whole seasons where people were trying to get from one place to the other, and now they go there within the span of one episode, and it's doesn't make logistical sense anymore. But uh, I guess it's fine. It's just a TV show. It's just a TV show. What am I talking about? Oh, man, I really need a phone call. Let's get a phone call. Phone ring now. I've already done this bit, but I, I'm, I'm really hoping the phone rings. It's not ringing. Just waiting for the phone to ring. Is that the right song? Is that the Springsteen song? I'm having trouble coming up with Springsteen lyrics now, guys. I'm... Brain's full, full capacity. 
waiting for the is that the waiting for the phone to ring is like the end of a line of something. Is that a Springsteen song? Is it Backstreets? I don't know. I'm gonna find out later, and then I'm gonna like apologize in the next episode for messing it up. Like remember in the first episode when I messed up that X thing? Oh man, we have such good times. We're building a folklore. Um, but hey, look, the phone's ringing. Sweet. We don't have to find out. I don't have to take the time to Google. Waiting for the phone to ring. Waiting. For... I, it's like I have it. Like I, I, now this guy's on the phone. He's gonna be wanting me to pick it up. I'm gonna pick it up. Hello. What's up? You're on Chappy Days. Talk to me, bro. Hello, I would like to talk about the film Dead Heat from 1988, directed by Mark Goldblatt. Goldblatt? Yep. Goldblatt? Yeah, I know the, I know the film. Uh, starring Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I've seen that. So that what, do you, what do you want to say about it? It was fine. It was a, it's a movie, and I, I, I thought it, I, was, I was hoping you'd seen it and we could talk yeah. about it. And uh, it was fun, right? I, did sure. you like it? Yeah, I I liked it. I guess it wasn't particularly good, but I had a good time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like Treat Williams a lot. I like to see him He's in great. a leading role like that. That's kind For of sure. fun. And uh, Joe Piscopo is kind of a disgusting human being, but uh, fun to watch. Yeah, I He's guess funny <laughs> sometimes. And the <laughs> special effects were cool. The special effects were very cool. I really like that part in the middle, where they're in the uh, uh, like vague Asian butcher's shop or whatever. Yeah, yeah the Chinese butcher yeah, or whatever. Like, uh, and all the the dead animals come to life and they get attacked <laughs> yeah. by like a pork loin and that like dead cow dead cow yeah and they're like how are we gonna kill it but then it's like what's it gonna do and it like engulfs Street <laughs> Williams it's gonna like eat him <laughs> it like puts it in one of its cow's stomachs I mean for those of you who haven't seen the movie oh, right. um, it's yeah. uh, basically a buddy cop movie mm-hmm. but with this weird supernatural element where um, <laughs> and then some Brett Street Williams dies towards the beginning. Spoiler alert! Um, mm-hmm. And uh, gets resurrected. And there's this whole like resurrection machine that they use uh, to bring people back from the dead. And they basically cool. become zombies. Yep. Most of them become like criminals, and they're just like, <laughs> they just keep shooting at them, and they just keep not dying. And, uh, <laughs> the least relationship to the zombies is so like inconsistent that they. <laughs> That was one of my favorite parts where they like keep shooting him and they're like not really that phased by the fact that they're not dying when they get shot. Yeah, like but no one they, explains uh, it. Are, <laughs> but they like, just accept it. Uh, they're not really that surprised by anything, but they can't wrap their head around the fact that Treat Williams has died and come back to life. Like right. he really has a hard time coming to terms with that. Yeah. But they really accept it pretty easily when it's the robbers doing it. Yeah, when they like discover the machine and stuff, they're like, Oh, it just brings people back to life and that one coroner chick. He's like obsessed with Treat Williams. Uh-huh. Um, it's just like, oh, this must bring people back to life, and it only works for like X amount of hours. And she always has like a running clock. <laughs> yeah, she understands it's gonna be so completely so easily. And uh, I don't. It's it's a weird it's a weird movie, man. Did you know uh, the director of photographer is actually Robert Yeoman, who uh, uh, does a lot of Wes Anderson movies. He's yeah, yeah. Established. I've seen his name. DP now cinematographer. He's an Oscar nominee working on this movie, getting his cutting his teeth, as they say. Exactly. So kind of, and the director actually was an editor on uh, like T two and a bunch of like big blockbusters. I think he's still oh, working no as an editor. Oh, that's cool. On a lot of the stuff, it's it's got a weird amount of talent behind it. I looked up the writer actually; yeah. he uh, didn't do that much else. But um, we did this one Tales from the Crypt episode, which I looked at the summary and was about again people being resurrected from the dead and it stars, stars Joey Pants <laughs> Joe Pantoliano wilting kinetic at resident very cool 
Um, yeah, I mean, dude, the the writer must have been uh, must have been raised Catholic, you know? <laughs> exactly. I don't know if that's true, but it seems like he's got something be. of an obsession with being raised from the dead. Yeah, no, it's I I heard I was looking at the IMDb trivia, and okay. there was this bit where it was like they approached the writer to write a sequel, <laughs> and he was like, "Well, everyone dies at the end. Yeah, <laughs> you can't write a sequel to this movie." All the main characters die at the end. Spoiler alert! But I mean, they're like, yeah. they also die at the beginning, and just like re die at the end. Everyone but, dies um, like a bunch of times. Was, they were like, "You got a resurrection machine? Figure it out." I guess it did well enough well, that they, they wanted a sequel. Spoiler alert! They destroy the because this movie's not good. But, um, I would watch it's, a sequel. I would watch good. a reboot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, well, they destroy the resurrection machine at the end too. Also, spoiler <laughs> yeah. alert. Um, That's a big Vincent Price is still alive, but Vincent Price in real life is dead. This so is you can't really do that. I would definitely watch a reboot or a sequel or something. Yeah. Right? Maybe if you can get Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams back, and they play like the twins of the original characters, I would oh. watch that. Yeah. Maybe they switch. Maybe Treat Williams is the sloppy. Uh, <laughs> crazy one and, and Joe Piscopo's like the straight edge yeah their twins are like the polar opposite guy. that's why they're that a fun subversion of the original premise yeah. and they could still have the classic uh, you two are on thin ice scene oh that scene was Sergeant so or whatever. like crazy and uh, there's that great parlor scene crazy generic with the, yeah. it's not a parlor scene but it's like at his desk yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm on to you the, you can't the guy on to is the dad from the from a Christmas story <laughs> This movie is great. I'm glad you brought it up. I think we should be sharing it with the listeners. Everyone should go home and yes. watch Dead Heat. That's all I wanted to do was um, recommend it to anyone who can listen. Highly recommended by the Chappie Days podcast. Yeah. No, um, I, I, and by me as well. I am a random caller. Um, I would prefer to remain anonymous as I am in a great position okay. of power. Oh. Working in the White doing? House. What? But, um, you yeah, gonna... I would just like to say that uh, <laughs> you, yeah, you Dead Heat White is House? great. Everyone should watch it. Um, even with all these spoilers, it's still very fun. It's pretty by the numbers anyway. You can probably guess what happens within the first five minutes. Yeah. Um, oh, but, uh, wait. Can, but yeah, it's fun, fun play. That's all I wanted to say. Great uh, special effects, the end camera stuff. If they can keep that up in a reboot, I would watch that. Oh, the end camera effects are great. Yeah, me too. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, keep on doing your show. It's great stuff. Thank you. Um, Cheerio. Can we Have just, a good one. Can we just get back real quick? You work in the White House? Is that this dimension's White House or a different dimension's White House? And you're not on the line anymore. The line's gone dead. Oh, we could have got some great political expose out of that dude. Oh, well. Let's, I mean, probably better not to talk about politics anyway. I don't really want to get weighted down. Um, but, yeah, I mean, okay. So that's that's that was a fine call about the movie Dead Heat from 1988. Um, yeah, certainly better than, uh, talking to myself about it, right? I mean, it's good to talk to another human being. It's cool that they wanted, he wanted to call up and, uh, nobody wanted to talk about that. That was a good call. Good stuff. All right, cool. Um, uh, so we are winding down. This is about the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been fun. Um, it's been great talking to you. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, hit me up on Twitter at mchappy. I'm on Instagram at MFC underscore hammer. It's not really, I don't know why I keep saying that. I'm not really that active on Instagram, but follow me on Twitter. Uh, this is plugs. Uh, I got a couple sh- short stories out on the internet now that you can read. They're very short and uh, not that. Um, 
big a deal, but they're they're there. And you can you can check out some of that stuff. I don't really have anything else to talk about. I'm gonna end the show. Thanks for listening. I think I already said that, but it bears repeating. You guys are the best. Rapid cult following. Keep on following. Um Yeah, until next time. Peace. Chat feed day. Yeah.